Hello friends and welcome to the Moonlit Mind podcast. I am your host, Anna, and I just wanted to welcome you all to this space, uh, to this conversation. If this is your first time listening or if you are a return listener, thank you so much for coming back. And I wanted to begin this episode with a reading of a poem that I wrote recently uh, within this last week. And I uh, know of myself as a poet, and I started writing poetry about 18, 19 years ago when I was just 12 years old. So it became my one means of safe expression to encapsulate what I was feeling on a very deep emotional level and giving a creative expression to those feelings. So poetry still remains my number one go-to of expression and it's a very much a part of my soul path. So all right so this is the poem that I wrote. Feeling the pull of this next creation, of this next life phase, calling us forward, calling our name, because we are finally listening and hearing the call. We weren't ready then, but we are ready now. And we can have grace for the self who needed to know what it felt like to be stuck, to sink their heels into the mud and grip tightly onto what wasn't ours to carry with us, what was never ours in the first place. That shadow does as shadow allows until we make choice to step back into the light of our eternal being, out of the shadows of others, out of the judgments of another, out of the projections of others, back into soul source, soul song calling us home now. Even if we had to journey so far away from the self, out of our own need to know how to call ourselves back home back to the light, back to the source of our own being, so we can create what it is we came here to create, no longer tied to another's judgmental lens of our own creative process, but allowing ourselves to unfold back into the rhythm of the soul. Diving for the light is no easy task, but dove we did and dove we have been. The legacy of light now asking you to be streamed through, you a little more open to its gifts. Allow, allow, allow. Keep opening. Remind your heart what you feel and how you feel is the most important focal point of orientation back to your own soul. Out of the shadows, dancing back into light, even in the teeter and especially in the totter. You are finding your way again. You are finding your light again. You are remembering your power again to reclaim yourself, to step back into the light of your own soul, piece by piece, breakdown by breakthrough. Let yourself break through now on and into the other side of this next opening, made for you, by you, as you, becoming more you, more light, more porous to light again. Creation herself is ready for you to be birthed anew. So that is a poem that I wrote with really the feeling and inspiration that many of us are making choices, even in the small or larger sense, that feels like the next 
most aligned step for our own soul and self-expansion. I feel like on a deep level, many of us have been looping in patterns of stagnation and just gripping our heels into the dirt and really just holding on to dear life for what we knew has reached its expiration point. And the funny, not so funny thing about life is, you know, the more we hold on to what's really being asked to let be let go of is the more chaos, pain, suffering, and, you know, confusion we experience. So, you know, we might wonder why everything is feeling so hard and we're not feeling good, we're not feeling joy, we're not feeling connected to ourselves. And I think more often than not, our emotions are mirroring back to us a truth that we are out of alignment and we're not listening to the deeper messages of our hearts and asking us to honor them and show up for them and clear out the clutter of negativity that we have allowed to infiltrate our purity of beingness and this could be from you know habits addictions uh, ways of thinking and acting that are you know not serving us or this could be obviously in terms of relationships and relationship patterns that we've been looping in and not really finding much healing in our relationships. I think a lot has been brought up to the surface this last year where we don't really feel the sense of resolution or resolve. Um, And that can be challenging because I think for many of us and for myself, it's the realization that I have a very strong pattern of codependency and I guess I want to break down this codependent word because I feel like more often than not I've always thought of it as well no I'm I'm independent I am totally fine to do things on my own I don't need someone by my side in the physical sense, you know, I haven't had many long-term relationships. I'm, you know, very capable of being on my own. And, you know, I think the word codependent gets this kind of narrow-minded definition that, you know, we are needing someone physically with us. But I think codependence is, there's so many layers to it. I think Many of us who have experienced this sense of fragmentation to our sense of selves and to our sense of being able to validate our own internal experience and because our own felt experience was dismissed, you know, as children and uh, really invalidated. So, you know, the one people who were supposed to give us that sense of 
validation and safety, you know, weren't able to meet that attachment, that emotional uh, attachment. So many of us grew up with this kind of pervasive anxiety where we felt like we needed something external to make ourselves feel okay. So I think in a, you know, subconscious, unconscious manner, many of us, you know, might have relationships in the partnership sense of, you know, this is our person and our like our romantic partner that we can see this pattern more clearly. But for those of us who don't really have those relationships in the present, um, we can really look at our f- friendships, our familial relationships, where we've created this pattern of feeling like we are responsible for others' emotional uh, state and have fallen into those roles of counselor, therapist, guide, but in a more like detrimental sense where our nervous systems have attuned to the energy of others, knowing like where we are needed, what's needed from us. And it's in this like frenetic state that we feel like we can't fully find that autonomy and that separation from another when they're going through a challenging or charged emotional experience. So, and there can be a sense of um, identity that's wrapped up in that, you know, oh, I'm needed by this person and I have a sense of value and worth because they need my help. They need my counsel they need my energetic they need my energy truly because we've never really known what it's like the value of our energy so you know here's take this take a little bit of my energy here and you over there take some of my energy in this way in whichever way you need and you know sooner or later we get to the end of our day or a week and we're like whoa, where did all my energy go? We feel depleted. We feel, you know, we we want to s- escape. We want to numb out. We want to self-soothe with, you know, fill-in-the-blank substance or behavior. So I think we can see this in our friendships, and it's not as pointed out, but, you know, I I can tell when I'm searching external in my friendships for the self-soothing, for the comfort, for the, you know, validation. And it's not wrong. It's really human. But how often are we outsourcing our own needed internal validation and comfort and internal mode of soothing to another And our nervous systems so attuned to our external relationships that we don't even know our own way of self-soothing and how we can calm our own nervous systems in a way that's, you know, yes, we have the more 
I guess, outdated negative ways of self-soothing, you know, learned addictions with food, exercise, alcohol, you know, sex, whatever, you name it. Um, Which also is, you know, that codependency, it's a type of addiction. So really, it's like we've swapped one addiction for another. And, you know, we can really see it in terms of perhaps family dynamics where if any of us grew up in environments where there was a sense of emotional instability or turbulence or unpredictability, we adapted or adopted a survival strategy where our nervous systems were so attuned and sensitive to our environments and any slight change in the emotional barometer of our environment in our families in our parents in our you know siblings um we felt and we responded to and you know our nervous systems went into fight flee freeze or fawn so really it's kind of this deeper pattern that many of us probably have that really never got discharged and yeah it's really challenging to unravel that discord within the self and within the nervous system if it's been so dependent upon another's nervous system and if we don't even know truly how our own nervous system regulation feels. So I think many of us maybe even went into careers and roles, you know, playing therapist, maybe in the literal sense, or a healer. And, you know, it makes us very skilled in the sense because we're so subtly in in tune to another's needs and emotional waves or state that we're able to meet them in that space. But are we really meeting them in a way that's not abandoning ourselves? Because who are we really serving if anytime someone else needs something from us we're abandoning ourselves and we're leaving behind our felt sense of safety and connection to our bodies and nervous systems so I think this word codependency and kind of what I wanted to talk about in in the poem and Kind of the broader sense is, um, you know, many of us sensitive beings, hypersensitive beings, uh, we pick up on the emotional barometer of others. And probably more often than not, that's, you know, a trauma response. So again, it's, you know, it's not good or bad, but how is it serving us? 
Is it serving us by being so attuned to others' judgments, perceptions, and projections of us? Who is that really helping? Because are we just giving them our energy and our power and autonomy for them to have say over how we feel and behave? I feel like, yeah, there's a lot of reflection that needs to happen. And if another is acting in harsher, aggressive, and even abusive ways toward our being, and it doesn't have to be overt abuse, it can be verbal assault, it can be character assassination, it can be whatever we feel And if it feels painful to our being, it can absolutely feel abusive. So if we're constantly taking on their emotional experience, who's holding them accountable? No one. And we're further enabling this behavior of outlashing and aggressing and using their anger in really negative ways. So I think a lot of us have been through these situations and relationships where we feel dependent upon having peace in our environment based upon how another person is feeling. And are we going to be safe for the time being in our external environment? Many of us haven't really felt what it feels like to be safe internally, to feel that safety within. So I guess I just wanted to speak to this pattern that I'm really naming and noticing in myself throughout family relationships, friendships, in my work, as a body worker, and I'm just like, holy shit, this pattern is kind of the crux of why I felt so insecure, unsafe, and deeply disconnected from my own emotional state. And yeah, sure, call me empathic, but is empathy and being an empath really, truly, I feel like probably developed from a trauma response. And again, yes, there's a gift in being sensitive. We are sensitive for a reason. But is our hypersensitivity really a way to give our energy to others? And how is that helping us? So anyways, I think that's all for now. Just a beginning conversation about codependency and yeah, what our relationships have developed into if we have those patterns playing out in our own lives. So something to think about and ponder over, especially now that today, September 22nd, we have our first 
day of Libra season. And Libra season rules relationships. So Libra is all about the balance and the harmony between us and other. And how are our relationships working for us? So I think Libra season, especially with Mercury retrograde, having been in Libra, a lot of our communication patterns in our relationships have been brought to light. And many, many miscommunication mishaps and reactions and triggers. So I think we're really getting a hefty dose of relationship mirrors and yeah, where we can really work to find balance. Today is also the equinox, so obviously the balance of the light and the dark. We, you know, in the northern hemisphere, we'll be having darker nights and shorter days. So yeah, where is the balance between things being brought to light, even if they're darker parts of ourselves, you know, patterns of relating to others, shadow parts, and can we bring them more consciousness? Can we bring more consciousness to these parts of ourselves with compassion, not judgment, with curiosity, not shame? So I am feeling like this Libra season is hopefully going to show us a little bit of a clearer picture about where peace and resolve can be found, even in just ourselves. It doesn't mean, you know, we have to have peace with another person. Ideally, of course, we want that. Of course, we want them to think lovingly and kindly of us and to make peace but maybe it's about finding peace within ourselves and removing our energy and our attachment to another and their emotions about us or about the experience so I think this is probably the end of this conversation for now but I am sending you all much love and reminders of peace if your relationships have been a little bit turbulent feeling lately. Just know that this is kind of the energy we're in and we're definitely moving through a lot of density. So keep going and we'll have the Libra new moon on the 25th of this month. So perhaps a new beginning in terms of relationship patterns. Maybe a new beginning in terms of releasing some codependency patterns. All right. Well, until next time, may your mind stay lit up by the passionate stirrings of your heart and may your heart Remember the guidance of your soul always speaking to it. And until next time, I will be seeing you all soon. Thanks for tuning in.